gown and says, now you look a proper lady. I'm not a lady. I'm a wolf, she says, because she's not a what lady. She's not a squirrel. I'm not a squirrel. Daddy? Daddy, I want a squirrel. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, and joining me as always, my brother, Zachary. We back in this bitch! I called you Zachary. That's weird. I know, it was very weird. What up? Welcome to 2021. Yay. Fucking yay. So yeah, we've been on hiatus. We missed you. Hope you missed us. You guys have said you've missed us, so that's been nice to hear. Uh, We apologize for the long hiatus, just things have been rough, what with COVID still running rampant in America currently, and... You know, every other every other nonsensical thing that's existing. Stupid thing that shouldn't be occurring at the Capitol. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a little wild, but... And the holidays and, you know, right. I had kids, all that stuff. So we appreciate you guys waiting for us. But we're back. We're Did here. you think we were going to leave you on red, leave you on, leave you on scene? We wouldn't do that to you. We're back. we so, got to finish up this book series. Last time you joined us, we were reading Jamie 3. And Jamie 3... Ended with Mr. Lannister losing a hand. But where did it start? Do you remember? Because we usually do a recap of that chapter, and fuck, it's been a while. So I suppose I should have checked into that before we started recording. But whatever. <laughs> you know, Jamie lost his hand. Uh, they had the big epic sword fight because yeah. he coaxed her. They uh, they lost. Was that the chapter where what's-his-dipshit-face died? His um, cousin. I see. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. I'm right pretty now. sure it was that one. Is that, I'm not sure if Cleos died in that yes, one. Yes, yeah, because they, fought, they fought against the archers, and Jamie rode them down, and told them, you know, only archers are cowards, so you just got to charge them. They'll turn and run. You cut them down. Um, but Cleos had lost his foot, his saddle, hung from that, and got his head bashed against rocks as the horse fled. Yep. As he was retrieving Cleos's gear, taking his boots, he went to take the sword, does get it, and Brienne's like, fucking nah, brah, give me that shit. And they start to duel. And he thinks he's got the upper hand, and he is just talking mad shit. But we see the decline as he's slowly losing his breath, where she's just fucking fine. Killing it. And she wrecks him. And then the the nasty, icky brotherhood, uh, bloody mummers. Brotherhood. I'm, it, you Jesus. know, we're out of we're nope. out of. Thi- nope. You're held to. Then a you standard. take o- take over since I've done the entire. Margot Hope showed up and basically laughed at Jamie's attempt to even well. It wasn't Fargo Hope who showed up. It was some brave companions, Bloody Mummers, and they brought him to Fargo Hope, who laughed at any attempt Jamie wanted to talk his way out of it, and it ended with the elder brother Lannister losing his hand, and he screamed, which he swore he wouldn't do. Yeah, uh, he did try to protect some of Brienne's uh, honor, being severely harsh about it, but still, the attempt was made, and yeah. But we're not reading Jamie this chapter. Fuck Jamie this chapter. We are reading Arya. Arya, Arya four. Right, bitch. And so Arya three. Zach's gonna do the recap. Arya off. three. Arya was still riding around with Brotherhood without manners. Brotherhood without banners. After being picked up by them with Gendry, Hot Pie had stayed behind at the little inn. Sharna's inn to help her make the bread. And they were riding around. Arya noted that they were riding the wrong way, that the moss was growing on the wrong side, and they weren't heading for River Run, and that's when Greedmere told her specifically they weren't heading for River Run. They were heading to find Lord Beric Dondarrion. The Lightning Lord! And he'll decide what's to be done with her, and upon hearing that she was a hostage again, Arya booked it. 
nah, ain't having it. See ya. And only Harwin was able to keep up with her as he was a Northman and his father was master of horse at Winterfell. And he uh, complimented her, saying that she rides like a Northman, like Lyanna Stark, but that he needs her to ride and, and kind of go along with things. Right. And she agrees to for now. And so as we pick up in Arya 4... It's pretty much there, the same thing. They've, uh, they've stopped at Lord Linchester's castle... Which I believe is the one that uh, Jamie and Brienne were outside of when they were crossing through before they were attacked initially. He's fucking crazy now. But yeah, his Meister they're talking to instead of him because he's out of his fucking mind. I held the bridge! And the Meister is convinced that Beric's dead. No, we haven't heard from him. He got hung up like a year ago, so... He did. Yeah, those are old rumors and false. Lord Beric is a hard man to kill. <laughs> and the maester is like, well, then maybe you should go ask the Lady of the Leaves. <gasps> and Arya's like, yo, that sounds fucking sick. Can I request a fucking spinoff series of the People of the Leaves? Just what have they been up to since forever? Because, like, that's a t- When we get there, I suppose we can get more into it, but I fucking love this. I mean, they're, they're creating men, but... I don't give a shit. In the trees. They're dope. Yeah. So the next day, they're crossing a bridge, and Gendry kind of debates whether or not this was the bridge, bridge that Sir Maynard had defended, but no one really knows. Or cares. And Arya asks Angai who the Lady of the Leaves is, and he just smiles and says, wait and see, and winks at her. And three days later, Jack B. Lucky blew a different note from his horn in rope ladders, unfurled from the trees, and they climbed up to a hidden village in the branches, which is pretty sweet. Lady of the Leaves reports that they must be moving on soon, as wolves had come hunting, and she also reports Beric dead as well. Well, again. it's also because the seasons are changing, the leaves aren't going to be there to hide them from the wolves below, but I noticed that they're they're now scared of the wolves. It's not the... Well, that's not new. Uh, this is specifically Karstark wolves. Arya's getting really worried. Because yeah. they're looking for Sir Jamie Lannister. But, uh, yeah, she reports Lem dead, and Lem denies it, and the Lady of the Leaves is absolutely thrilled to hear it, declaring it the best news she's heard in yeah, quite some time, sir. She heard her rumor was that uh, he'd taken a knife, a dagger to the eye, and Jack B. Lucky is there to show that that's not always a death sentence. A, a fatal blow. Right. Next, they took shelter in a burned village called Sally Dance. And the aged septon who greeted them told him that looters had made off with most everything, even the mother's teats, and they were only wood. Savage. And Lem asks, who was it that did this, Mummers? And he says, no, Northmen they were, savages who worshipped trees. They wanted the Kingslayer. So and it makes sense because they did specifically tear down the seven statues from the, the sept. And if they're Northmen, then they don't give a shit, and they're Karstarks at that. I so. am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Arya cheers her lip, kind of feeling Gendry looking at her like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Right. Northmen are dope. And it makes her angry and ashamed because she's feeling that suck- secondhand guilt, kind of, you know, like any decent American is feeling right now. And so it's just that, like, oh, I'm associated to this group that just fucking kind of sucks right now, huh? They really fucking suck And right so, now. yeah, no one here had any word of Beric, and Greenbeard laughs and when he notices Arya kind of fretting and tells her, don't worry, little squirrel, the Lightning Lord is everywhere and nowhere. And she tells him that she's almost ten and one. She's not a fucking squirrel. She's a wolf. <laughs> and- not a squirrel. And that night, Angai lets her try his bow. 
but she doesn't have the strength to draw it quite yet, which I like. I I thought it was funny because as I'm reading through my notes here, I put that night, you know, he's messing around with her and they're messing with his bow. But instead of N-I-G-H-T, I put K-N-I, like, sir. And that's funny. Yeah, you're welcome. That's real funny. You're welcome, listeners. So he also says that when they get to River Run, he'll make her a nice bow of her own, and Tom calls him a fool and says that they'll be collecting the ransom from River Run and leaving as Hoster was known to hang outlaws and his son... Well, (laughs) any man who hates music can't be trusted, Tom says. Then Lem's like, he doesn't hate music. He fucking hates you, Tom. So we get the story that Edmure had trouble getting it up one night, and Tom made a song about it called Floppy Fish. Whoopsie! And <laughs> was known to sing it around Edmure, which is pretty... Once. Only once did pretty, he sing it. Pretty funny. It's not his fault that everybody loved the song. But Arya doesn't give a shit about that. She asks Harwin what they mean about the ransom. Yo, that's just because she doesn't know how much of a banger it was. And Harwin says, well, my lady, we need horses, shields, swords, seed for food. And Arya wonders if Rob will even pay her ransom. She's not a knight, or important, really. Would her mother even want her after all <sighs> she'd done? Poor Arya. And so the next day, oh boy. Here we are. They made it to High Heart. A lofty hill ringed with weirwood stumps. Thirty-one of them, Gendry and her went around and counted. Some of them so wide, Arya could use them for a bed. Does 31 mean anything? Or is there just... That's just the number. That's I think just, that's just the number. Good, because I, I, I didn't look into it at all. Yeah, no. I think it's just the kid thing of let's count how many there Word. are. High Heart had been said to be sacred to the children of the forest, Tom told her, and some of their magic still lingered. Yeah, as far as he said, there is no harm can ever come to those who sleep here. I think it's true. I don't fucking know. Is that why... Uh... The ghost is... I don't know. The ghost, Ooh, like, she is because she's here? And she, mm. Yeah, I don't know. What it's, do you guys it's think? A, it's a creepy one. Ugh. But Arya thought that must be true, and I love it because she immediately goes to logic. The hill is so high and the surrounding fields so flat that no enemy could approach unseen. It's neat that she looks at it not as this mystical, mystical thing. Right. It's, no, you can't come to harm when you're sleeping up here because you have the vantage point, you have the high ground, and it's like, oh, that's the type of, like, that's where these types of rumors come from. They, this place was held many times for, in that way. Right. Many uh, army or patrol have gotten a peaceful night's sleep here right. because of the open flatness of the mm-hmm. land around and it. And so because of that, it's been known to develop well, yeah, this it's, mystical, it's legendary. divinely protected. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's neat that she sees the logic through it all. And the small folk shun the place, though, as it is said to be haunted by ghosts of the children of the forest who died here when the Andal King Ereg the Kinslayer cut down their grove. What a dick. Dick. But ghosts did not frighten Arya. And she even... was a ghost, dude. Right. She's. I mean, she's a badass. She's playing the crypts, so don't fuck with her. Even so, the wind pulled the covelet right off her as she slept that night. And as she chased it and tried to pull it from the nearby bush, she heard voices. Oh, this scene. Beside the campfire, Tom, Lem, and Greenbeard sat, talking to a tiny little woman with white hair, pale white skin, and red, red eyes. The old gods stir and will not let me sleep, the crazy old crone croaks. And now we get the fun stuff. Yeah. I dreamt I saw a shadow with a burning heart butchering a golden stag. 
Are we going to break it down? Might as well. Through? All right. Stannis so, and Renly. Right. Uh, I dreamed of a man without a face waiting on a bridge that swayed and swung on his shoulder, perched a drowned crow with seaweed hanging from its wings. Right, and this is Euron killing Balon. Killing Balon, or hiring a faceless man to right. kill Balon. It's unclear as of right. yet. Because I part of me th- wonders, is the, the crow that drowned, is that like a representation it's of... It's Euron uh, on, the, on the faceless man's right, shoulder. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the faceless man is the one doing the deed. Absolutely. Uh, that's... The way I and so now that that brings in, and I think a lot of people are willing to discuss the option that that Euron is in cahoots with the Three Eyed Crow, the Three Eyed. Uh, oh, right, Bloodraven. a lot of people like to mention Bloodraven here as well. And that. so if he's being represented as a crow here, uh, then I don't like that at all. Bran and fucking Euron on the same side. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. And last, but certainly fucking scariest, I dreamt of a roaring river and a woman that was a fish. Dead she drifted with red tears on her cheeks, but when her eyes did open, oh, I woke from terror. So, Lady Stoneheart, yeah. why are you so scary? Because why are you so scary, Stoneheart? She has to be. She's terrifying. I love this little dwarf woman. Yeah, she's pretty spectacular. She scares me in all the right ways. Right. She's just plucking my ghibli bits and, and this isn't it. even like the i go on grief at summer hall i need none of you the good one i know i know it's not even where she's acknowledging aria as wolf girl and right and <laughs> excuse me got excited yeah uh i really like this because this dwarf woman uh if listeners if you haven't really looked into it is said to uh it's believed she's the dwarf woman that traveled with jenny of old stones and right. therefore was good friends with jenny and saw jenny Lose her life at Summerhall. And it's really sad. And so, uh, yeah, the fact that she kind of fears Arya coming to her hill is a very ominous. Odd, yes, and doesn't build well for Arya. But these ones, all pretty straightforward things we've seen. Uh, the dwarf woman, obviously, is connected in seeing some legit shit. So she saw Stannis and Renly. She right. saw Balon and Euron. And now she's seeing Ladies. Catelyn right. and Stoneheart. the birth of Stoneheart. Right. Um, she then demands payment. Gifts and for her dreams, yes. She just wants Lem to sing her a lovely song. A song. The and same I, song. I love it. I love here the, it's not, because again, this is all speculation, but it's believed that this is Jenny's song, uh, which they did a rendition of in the show, but we don't ever actually get in the books. And Oh, did they do a rendition of it in the show? Is there one? Zach's been playing this song on repeat. It fits for our D and D campaign. You you cannot <laughs> cannot enjoy the music I use for D and D and then throw it in my face on our podcast. You shallow two faced fuck. Anyway, so yeah, it's believed that this is Jenny's song that Lem plays for her, and it breaks my fucking heart that it's always the same song. She just wants to hear about Jenny, man. And Lem says, "Yeah, there's I I it's a good song." There's just better songs that I know. Right, Like right. Edmure's Floppy Fish and such. <laughs> <coughs> and so... The next morning, the ghost woman is gone. Yep. Arya, I like that. Arya doesn't recognize the song, but she thinks Sansa would know it. Sansa, Sansa would know it. Sansa and, like, would she would shit. know it. Sansa would be fucking jamming out to it. She'd be like, oh, yeah, Jenny, get it, girl. That's what I'm saying. So she would probably know about the Floppy Fish song and be like, no, Arya, like, you need to care about this song. This one's a straight it's fucking, fucking rager. Like, it's killing it. Jesus anyway, I'll let you salt the floppy fish. 
So, yeah, the next morning, the old woman was gone. There was no sign. And Arya asks Tom if it it really are ghosts here. And he kind of laughs and says, saw saw her, did you? And he says, no, she's just some old dwarf woman. But she knows things she has no business knowing. And sometimes she'll tell you if she likes the look of you. And Arya asks, did she like the look of you? And he says, eh, probably not, but she likes my songs. And that's enough for her sometimes. And so she put us on the scent of Beric. Yep. And we know where we're going now. And then Arya asks, like, why does he hide from his own? Why does he hide from you? Oh, like, no, 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 no. And, yeah, and nah. Harwin explains, he's not hiding. It's more, he just needs to keep on the move. And if nobody knows where he is, then nobody can can be put to the knife. And, de- girl, do you know what it means to be put to the knife? And Arya fucking schools them in a thing or two. She's like, oh, you mean torture? Like, when they do She's this? She's like, yeah, no, uh... We call it Ticklin, where I'm from. So, <laughs> and explains Polliver and Raph and told them about the village. And as she's recalling it, she can smell the f- the flesh and the blood. She describes in great detail. Gives the questions. The, yeah, and, like, and, dude, I love how with, in that, and Martin does so good at doing it, in that kids, they don't realize they're insulting and absolutely roasting the shit out of you, but they're just kids saying something but also to your see... son is famous for it where she's sitting here and she's saying where is lord barrack are there go- golden gems have any of the villagers helped lord barrack and so harwin Angai, lem all these people that serve him are like this little girl had to sit there and watch these fucking people be tortured about us about asking us questions right. where we are if they helped us like it's that she's laying this guilt on to them without She's just telling what she saw. Right. And then knowing that she was so affected and saw it so often that she can quote this (laughs) stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's most likely traumatic and imprinted on her. But to be able to just so savagely break it down. She recites the questions that were asked like her prayer that she says at night, like her names. Right. And it's such an interesting thing. Like, it's so brutal a thing. She remembers the torturer's questions that she heard, each and every single one. And, yeah, Harwin just kind of, holy shit, no child should suffer that. And he mentions that the mountain lost, like, half his men at Stone Mill uh, against Edmure there. So this Polliver and Raph may already be dead. Right, And the The mountain himself, like, mm -hmm. but we won't ride back until that mission is is accomplished anyway. The mountain is going to die, and they'll see justice, promise you that. And so he tells her, like, so buckle buckle in because we got a long ride to Acorn Hill today. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> and But at dusk, they arrive, and its maester was away fighting in Lord Vance's retinue. but Or master, not maester, sorry. Its master was away fighting in Lord Vance's retinue, but its lady wife is friend to Tom. Um, before we get to uh, Lady Smallwood, they when they were traveling there, traveling she was talking there. most of the time with Angai. Yeah, fuck Angai. And she says, you know, he's he's the closest in age to her next to Gendry. But she doesn't think it has anything to do with that. They put him on her to keep an eye on her. And she mentions, but she can watch too. Siri mm-hmm. O'Farrell taught her. And so I just like any time that he's brought up. Oh, yeah. And, and she uh, does. And reiterating. Because, yeah, uh, the lady wife is friend to Tom. And I said they were once lovers. And, yeah, uh, Lady Smallwood welcomes them. And when it's slipped that Arya is highborn, she loses her gourd promptly. Having Arya marched upstairs and bathed and then dressed in girls' clothing, a gown with acorns all over it that Arya fucking hated. And Lady Smallwood said, explains that she sent her daughter to Old Town 
and that these clothes were what remained of her daughters. So she asks if Arya is fond of dancing. What do you like to do, child? Needlework. <laughs> I like to do needlework. Restful, isn't it? Not the way I do it. Arya, you little son of a bitch. So Smallwood fusses at the gown and says, now you look a proper lady. I'm not a lady. I'm a wolf, she says, because she's not a what lady. She's not a squirrel. I'm not a squirrel. Daddy? Daddy, I want a squirrel. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Lady Smallwood laments here that she just, she just can't keep Arya safe. Like, if I could, child, if I could, child, I'd take you. I'd raise you as my own. Let you suckle. Like, yeah, no, it's, I, I like this lady. So they go down to supper. Gendry takes one look at Arya and gahaws. I love that. And I then Harwin thunks him on the side of the head. And then after they eat, Greenbeard asks for word of Beric. And she says, oh, word, he was here just a fortnight past. Thoros was herding sheep. And they have <laughs> a, a nice laugh over this. And then Smallwood gives uh, Tom some shit about spilling his seed. Whoopsie. Everywhere. Everywhere. Children. fucking everywhere. And Harwin asks where it was Beric was headed. And she says Beric never says where he's headed, but there's hunger down near the Stony Sept. That's where I'd check. Out in the Three Penny Wood, yo. Look for him there. And she says the wolves have also come to call. They were looking for Jamie Lannister. And they're like, oh shit, so it is true. What did you tell him? And she's like, well, I, well, I told him that Jamie was exhausted in my bed after that. <laughs> Fucking dude, get it, dude. Fucking she's a badass, and then she had him chased off with a couple arrows. Like, fuck yeah, Lady Smallwood. So uh, they're shocked as shit, and Arya asks who it was that the Northmen were. Costocks, and she reveals it because she doesn't know that Arya's from the North. And well, she doesn't know they're Karstark. She explains right, right. Uh, the sigil, and we Arya recognizes it, right. it. And then she reveals that it was Lady Catelyn herself. Well, she said Arya thinks in hearing the Karstark, she she's like, it's her. Rob's men. Like, if I can slip out, I can get over to them. Huh. Yo. Uh, dead? Terrifying. Do you think she'd be dead? Oh, or do you think they, they... yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. At this point. Oh, yeah. I think they're, they're hot enough on their anger that, yep. And so, yeah, then Lem asks how it was Jamie escaped, and Smallwood says, though she doesn't believe it, the rumors are that Lady Catelyn herself did it. And Arya's like, no, it's not and true. And Harwin's like, yo, 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 hold up, hold up. You need to get out, Arya. Get on, get scoot. And she's like, no, I don't want to get the fuck out. <laughs> not for you. And so she leaves. She takes her little acorn ass outside. Gendry follows her out and then says that Lady Smallwood said there was a smithy that's not really operational, but you want to go see it? And she does. And they begin to talk of Thoros and how he used to come down to Gendry's Forge for his flaming swords, which his uh, blacksmith, Tobo Mott, always said, fucking just ruin the steel. It was just wildfire on the steel. Which we've heard before from, I want to say it was a Ned chapter back in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think him and Robert spoke of it. Right, that was just a trick and and he always went down and bought new steel because he always ruined the the blades. But Arya wishes she had a flaming sword because she could think of a few people she'd like to... Stick with it, but he told he gets angry and says, "I told you, wildfire ruins the steel." And so, <laughs> jet fuel may not be able to melt steel beams, but wildfire can. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Arya says that she can still make swords, or he can still make swords, because he's like, "Yeah, I had this sick piece of steel that Tobomot gave me, and like I was gonna make a." Bad ass sword from it. Let and me then, tell you what the best sword you ever ever see. And then. Yorin showed up, so that sucks. And she's like, yeah, but you can still make swords for my brother Robert Riveron. 
Right? Yeah, right. And uh, (laughs) he makes things weird. Yeah, he says she looks different now, proper little girl. And she says she looks like an oak tree. And he's like, but a nice, a a nice oak tree. A nice one. You smell nice, too. And then he kind of tongs at her face, and it's cute. And then they wrestle, and it's adorbs. Yeah. The dress is all scuffed and torn. And they go back covered in dirt, returning to the hall. Yo, and they start ripping Gendry a new one until Harwin's like, Well, yeah. no, Harwin laughed. Uh, Lem is the only one scolding Gendry. Everyone else kind of smiles, but right. Harwin explains. Yeah, Harwin's like, dude, no, Arya fucking, I, I don't even need to hear nothing. Arya started it. <laughs> she was much the same at Winterfell. And then Tom winks at her and winks at her and plucks a string. And Arya is taken back upstairs, given another bath, and this time they even cut her hair and gave her a new dress, one so delicate that she could not be expected to ride in it, which was the one saving grace. And so they gave her breeches and jerkin for the ride. And this is where Lady Smallwood (laughs) explained that they were her sons. He died when he was seven. And Arya says, I'm sorry, and feels bad, and bad for the dress, and apologizes, saying that the dress was pretty. And Lady Smallwood says, yes, child. And so are you. Prepare. Be brave. Good fuck up there. Yeah. And that's the end of Aria 3, 4, four. 5, four. 6, 4. Stop. You're confusing everyone. Aria, Aria four. 4. Good chapter. Yeah, dude. So we got to meet the ghost of High Heart. Yeah, she's scary. That's lovely. She's and, scary. And let me tell you, Lady Smallwood's a fucking dude, badass bitch. Like, why don't we get more Smallwood? Right? That's, that's what I need in my life. But... We'll go ahead and convene our small council, get some inductees, hear from the listeners in a, like, for like the first time in a long time. The first time in 2021. Hey, so we're going to do that now. Gong. Hell yeah, that's the way we're going to yep. do our small councils in 2021. <laughs> Gong in the way in. All right, uh, Arya's killing it, riding about the Riverlands, finding out, sussing out Lord Beric Dondarrion. Hearing prophecies of her dead mother and shit. Right. You got an inductee? No. Are you four? I do. Yes. Okay, go. Lady Smallwood. Hey. Straight up. Because she's so fucking cool. Because on top, like, A, the way she's fussing over Arya is hilarious. It's adorable. It's too. obvious that Arya wants nothing to do with that. And that she's just kind of, she's missing on her own Does daughter. Arya want nothing? I think no, Arya I starts think to be the like the mothering over I miss her. Yeah, this. Yeah, right. I do miss yeah. having a motherly I th- to, figure. To be like, damn it, she's sending me to take a bath. Well, because like, like, even in King's Landing, she didn't really have a motherly figure to look up to. Like Septa Mordain. No, no, She, no, she yeah. gets so much shit from Septa. No, Arya hasn't so, had a strong female since that she, she left trust, Winterfell. right, that, since and, her mother. And so that's that's sad, but and so at the same time though, Lady Smallwood I think is trying to cope with having her daughter away. Oh, and absolutely! So now she's got this highborn little girl to dote on. Well, that's why I love it when she doesn't get angry at the dress because I think her daughter was much the same. Right. Like she'd go out in the smithy and get a little dirty, and you and know. then I also like the the fucking cynicism that she came at the, the car starks with uh, well of course i've seen jamie's exhausted yeah, in my dude. bed sleeping what off me line. riding him yeah, all dude. fucking what a night fucking like, get the fuck out of here car starks yeah. what you got come riding up to my castle fucking sick Bra- fucking sick yeah dude so lady smallwood's oh uh, cool my inductee is going to the ghost of high heart cuz who the fuck else right. cuz i love her and she's extremely tragic to me and I want to know more. And I actually, for a second, forgot where we were in the story when I was reading it and thought that this was the (laughs) the big scary one. And 
boy, you listeners are probably really going to fucking hate me on that episode because I gush. I'm going to gush. I'm going to go nuts about it. But those mm-hmm. were our inductees. We got two inductees. Yeah. And so if we've overlooked any, it's because it's been a long It's been fucking a long time, fucking so. time. So bear with us. We'll get back on our normal swing of things. So first out the gate is going to be Mr. Corey from the Dreadford. Oh, she. Good evening. I was a little disappointed. I thought this was when we finally meet Lord Beric and Thoros. But unfortunately, it felt more like a filler chapter. It reminds me when Brienne is searching all over the Crownlands for Sansa. I was not a fan in my first read, but hopefully that will change. But I hope you guys can change my mind with all your crazy conspiracies. Crazy. I did a little wet. Not, cr- not too crazy yet. Yeah. Before I nominate my inductee, I want to give a quick shout out to whoever created Tansy Tea for limiting the amount of bastards in Westeros. True that. It was Varys. Good. Most likely. He can't get laid, so he's like, nah, fuck, fuck that. It, fuck you all. Uh, my inductee goes to Arya's Oak Tree Gown for lasting almost an entire evening before getting destroyed. Enjoy the holidays with friends and family. These books aren't going anywhere, especially not forward. Cheers from the frozen Dreadfort. Thank you, Corey. We appreciate the warm wishes. We did read the warm wishes before the holidays, right. and they were very greatly appreciated. So thanks. Yeah. Um, Hope your holidays were the, good. I, I, How fucking impractical is that dress, man? Jesus. Jeez Louise. Like, on Arya, I don't blame... So. Not on Arya. On any fucking living, breathing human being. A dress that has, like, acorns fucking embroidered onto it, like, at hodgepodge spots. Like, now fuck out of here. Whoa. So, I I don't know if this was so much a filler chapter, though, because I do think with the, the Ghost of High Heart... Filling up the Riverlands um, with lore. If it's not full spoiler, if this is first reread... You're learning about that. Like, you're seeing that she's got some kind of knowledge on the, the Stannis Renly thing. She's got some kind of knowledge about something that hasn't occurred yet that we're aware of until feasts with Balon and Euron. Oh, yeah. And then Stoneheart's going to be. Does she come in? It's like the end of this book, right? Yes. That, that Stoneheart arrives she and actually arises. Arise. And so, like, that's some heavy shit. Right? That's it's, some, uh, it's subtle. It's, it's, it's less filler, it's more. Starting new threads of new storylines. Uh, Jamie and Brienne, I believe, themselves will be in this grove uh, and resting on these trees. Jamie has a dream himself uh, right. with his head resting on one of these logs. And so, so it's setting up the locale. High Heart's a very important locale. Which brings me to my next point on this email that you're you're not you think the same with the the Brienne chapters when she's traveling around looking for Sansa. I did too on my first read. After my second and third and the whatever. whispers, man. Oh man, dude! Shit. Brienne's chapters are some of my favorite in the series and these the days. Broken man speech. I'm gonna get all Sir Creighton Longbow. Oh, Sir Creighton Longbow. All right, we also got an email from our friend over in France, Julian, who says, "Hi boys, many Arya chapters chasing Beric and his mysterious deaths. Arya and Gendry rolling together on the floor and tearing her dress up." <clears throat> All right, George, you going somewhere with this? <laughs> Inductee, Thoros and Thoros again. Cheap steel, drunk fighting, flaming sword tricks. Sign him up for a seat at the Brotherhood. <laughs> Have a nice day, boys. Valar Flamaris. Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks, Julian. I love Thoros, dude. dude. he's so good. He's uh, funny um, as shit. I... He's the broken priest who actually found faith. Like That's a cool right? twist on it where normally it's the, oh, oh I lost my faith. And... I want to point out the fact that since he mentioned it, all the people that thought that it was bullshit that Arya and Gendry hooked up at the end of the series, 
George foreshadowed it right here. Get the fuck out of here. They are adorable together. I, yeah, I... If it happens, I'm okay with it, and I don't I think it's just, forced. I think people were uncomfortable with that scene because the actress literally grew up in front of our eyes, and they were It was like watching they, her sister. Right, they weren't viewing it as the character. They were viewing it as this actress that, when you first see her on screen, She's is the adorable ten, little right. sister you always wish you could have, and then you watch her grow up. Uh, Arya in the books is already somebody that I fear and not someone that I would want to have as my little sister because I'd be terrified of her. True that. And so, like, when she's... It's an affront to me... Per, Patreon, shout out. Uh, it's an affront to me personally when, in Mercy, she's talking about using sex. Like, it's a, it's a hard thing to wrap my brain around. As right, a, but she... Right. It, that's just the development in this world. She needs to. It's a weapon, as Cersei's pointed out. I think Arya will wield it much more efficiently without actually having to give up the goods. Right. And so, but yeah, uh, Gendry, Arya, I ship it. I'm for it. I'd be down. So since you threw it out there with the Patreon shout out, I also want to give a quick other shout out to Brittany North. Thank you, Brittany. uh, For subscribing. We love it. We appreciate it. Um, We also have a pretty big announcement going forward for the foreseeable future, we're going to be cutting back to one episode a week. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of work to put out two a week with the kids, the pandemic, the state of things, the way they currently are. And so we're going to be pulling that back. Hopefully that will allow us Yeah, it to, should just be temporary. Right. But and then until we should the world's back on track. Or put at least some America. other stuff out as well here and there because of that. So Right. That should free us up to, yeah, maybe get a couple more Patreon episodes yeah, out. Because you've, you've got blocked out Dunkin' Egg. We've started noting and reading it. So that is in the works. It's not, again, anything we've forgotten about. We just about. couldn't find time among our normal recording schedule. And then when our normal recording schedule started getting hard to find time. And then we were just exhausted. Every single day off that we had, that Nate had, that I had, was devoted to something. We had something to do, and so we needed a couple days where we just didn't have to be on a time crunch. Two years straight. After two years straight, right. So, yeah, we're going to cut it back at least hopefully until... This pandemic calms Eases down up a bit, yeah, and uh, and America can straighten its fucking shit out. Yo. Anyway, uh, if you would like to write into us, hit us up on all the socials. Yeah, we're on them all. I'm Nate's on Twitter uh, at Manners Without. Zach is at Carstark ninety two. We have the Gmail Without Manners Brotherhood at gmail dot com. We're on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Brotherhood Podcast. Patreon is still there if you'd like to support this any way you can. Patreon.com slash without manners. Leave us reviews. Please. Times are tough, yeah. Uh, um, we'd, ra- we'd rather a review than, you know, you stretch yourself financially. Yeah, and so, so reviews on Apple Podcasts, just as Google good Podcasts. To us. Uh, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood. Um, YouTube has even in the hiatus continued yo, blowing Kojima, up. <laughs> thank you so much for I, your I like regular your comments. Yeah, yo, yo. If it's you. Dope game. I hope it's like, you because I respect you greatly. Yeah, but. so, um, yeah, Hideo and all the, the Stephanie. Yeah, and all she, you guys on YouTube. Like, YouTube you. has been keeping our spirits alive, watching yeah. those numbers stay there. Constant while I know it's kind of taboo to talk about numbers, but fuck it. It's Brotherhood Without Manners. To see the numbers in, in both downloads and regularly subscribers and subscribers and all this stuff increasing, even on our hiatus. There was no doubt that we would be coming back yeah. to it and k- picking it back up. We just needed to 
I mean, actually fucking wake up for a minute and talk about it realistically, that two a week during the pandemic when Nate's got the kids all the time. And working, essential working. Nate's an essential worker. I'm currently trying to find a job as an essential worker. It was just a lot to juggle. Yeah. We're back. One a week. You can expect it. And there should be no more because one a week is perfectly doable within our schedules. So there should be no more funky business. We love you. We missed you. Stay safe if you're an American. Yeah, next episode, we're going to be Danny reading Danny, Danny 2. 2. Jesus Christ, I always um, want to say Danny 5. Very weird, because we're almost halfway through this book already, everybody. Almost it's a good five. one. I've already read it, and uh, Danny's going to be looking at some Unsullied. Yeah, uh, that's it's the start of it, and it's really good, because I also read it, too, because I couldn't stop myself. Right. Um, well, I'm obviously, super we've for read that. it. This is a reread. So, but... Right, and then also look forward to the future, because the plans, uh, we still have reached out to other uh, potential guests right and so they were uh, m- most of them were more interested in waiting towards the middle to end half of the book because right. that's where the the chunkiest stuff of the series is uh so far and so that's still happening expect more guests very soon right. and uh we're picking it back up and we appreciate you bearing with us and waiting for the hiatus hopefully you're excited for this new episode and i mean yeah we're heading right into it this was a great Aria chapter, and then yeah. next we're going with Danny Get to talk to the Unsullied. So send us your inductees for Danny 2 of Storm of Swords, and we'll catch you on the next one. Valor de Harris. Peace. Peace.